0: I'll start. Way number ten. It's just you know sometimes you go through a uh, a book or a series, and you uh, you get kind of you start you kind of get stale. But with this series of the forty eight ways, each way is just a whole new world, and I really, really I'm learning you know the the, the approach uh, with this with this. Uh, method is really incredible. So way number 10 in Hebrew is Shemash Chachamim, which literally means now, as in all of them, there's the literal them, and then we kind of go flying off the off the topic, but it's all on the topic. So literally it means serving the wise. So what do we mean when we say serve the wise? So literally that means obviously to literally to do things for them um but what we're going to focus on more is actually there's there's I would say three aspects there's actually helping someone who's wise and we we'll, we have to understand why that is a way to wisdom another aspect is of of um serving the wise is honoring them not just taking care of them but, but showing honor and feeling honor and thirdly probably the most important is to actually when, when the the greatest way to serve someone who's wise is to actually learn from those who are wise. So, who so when we talk about wisdom, uh someone who's wise just simple uh not getting into any major research of what about who is a wise person, it's well, if there's wisdom, someone has wisdom, they 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 have wisdom to share, that then they're a wise person. Well, considering that wisdom, certainly Jewish wisdom, really any wisdom, um, we're focusing on Jewish on Jewish wisdom right now, is the most important thing we have. There's nothing more important to us than our wisdom, because without wisdom, you have no way of using all the other beautiful blessings that we have. The person can have all the resources and talents. And opportunities in the world but if you don't have the wisdom to use all those wonderful talents and assets that you have then they're basically useless so that's why wisdom is the most important thing in the world so we're going to focus most here on the third point in serving the wise the first is literally serving them second is honoring third is learning from those who have wisdom to offer. So you can really apply this to any area. But let's take it somewhere which I don't think any uh, anyone I know except for I have one friend in New Jersey who maybe this wouldn't be a good analogy for. But let's say someone goes to you and they say, you know, I will give you $10 million. So everyone sign me up. If you could construct a bridge let's say any of those major crossings by the Hudson, you know, the Tappan Zee, the George Washington, the the Verrazano, 10 million, it's all yours. And we'll give you the money. We'll give you all the manpower, except one condition. You are the only engineer. Use any other engineers, deals off. Most of us hopefully would say uh, I love to do it, but I simply can't. And the only way I would do it would be if I take off a year or two or three and go to MIT and, and, and get, learn as much as I can about uh, what, would, what, the, what engineering would be involved in such a major operation. But none of us would dream that you know we just can't do it. Just can't. As amazing as the opportunity seems, um, we 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 know that we can't do it, and there's many things in life that we know if we don't have the training, we don't do it. Someone said you need you need a brain surgeon. God forbid you have a friend or a relative gets sick, and you see the the cost or the ability availability of a doctor is next to none. You're like, hey, I'll do it. You don't do it. So so the question is, when it comes to life, we don't do that. When it comes to you know, um, marriage, children, how to deal with other people, uh, all these very, very complex, the stuff that life is made of, we kind of like feel like, yeah, we'll figure it out, you know, trial and error. And uh, we would never dream of that in other areas of our life. But when it comes to probably the hardest, the most complex parts of our life, we have this uh, aversion to wanting to get training it's not worth the time it's demeaning it's you know i'm supposed to trial and error but we know there's a concept in life i'm not trialing and erroring so let's i want to explore a little bit tonight this area um and how that has to do with serving the wise so the first thing if we're going to try to be to to figure out when it's appropriate to avail ourselves of the wisdom of others and when it, maybe it's it is okay to kind of wing it and try it. First thing we have to do is we have to realize that there we have a we have this aversion. We have a prejudice towards wanting to learn from others. That's the first thing we have to be be honest about that. Because we don't like to acknowledge that we want we, we all like to learn. But we not, don't necessarily want to feel like you want to learn from someone else. We want to feel like we do it ourselves. And if a person put a, puts that on the table, then it gets out of the way. Because you want to choose to, you want to, when you decide to access wisdom as opposed to trial and erroring something, you want it to be a decision that's made from strength. You don't want it to be that there's simply an aversion in the way from, from having you make a healthy decision. There are times and places when it, it doesn't make sense to do some trial and error, and trial and error is the way to learn. But the first thing to do is put on the table that I'm aware of this general uh, bias, prejudice, aversion, and, and I don't want that to be what is is deciding whether I'm going to access um, wisdom or not. That's point number one. But number two is, as we kind of already mentioned, we have to appreciate and recognize that for many, 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 many things in life, we need to learn from others. Not only do we have to first recognize that we don't like to do that, but we need to do it. And it's not just to become a doctor or to become a, or become an engineer. It's, it's for the vast majority of things, and the vast majority of important things in life, we will need to be learning something from, uh, from, from someone else. Why? No, Why can't we say, you know, we'll, we'll uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of, you know, certainly with little children, you know, you don't sit there and micromanage. Yeah, you have a good teacher doesn't, doesn't sit there and always spill the beans. But the thing is like this, when it comes to relationships with people when it comes to our soul, when it comes to our our purpose on this world, um, you know, we we don't only have a limited, limited amount of time. So if we really have something important to do, or the cost of the margin of error is too great, we just, life's too short for that or too risky for that, right? You You, you can't. It's, you know, so if a person necessarily doesn't realize how important something is, then you can say, hey, I will, uh, I'll make that mistake. So if we realize how important certain things in, in, in life are, we'll say, hey, it'd be nice if I if, if I could do that. I could tell you myself, let's say I have to fundraise for my organization. So there's some ideas that a lot of times people give me ideas like, "Why Rabbi, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? And a lot of times there's a good idea, but think like this, I need money tomorrow. I need money today. So I can't always do it. And certainly when it comes to life, I think there's a, uh, an adage I once heard that a fool learns from his own mistakes, a wise person learns from someone else's mistakes. Well, you know, especially as Jews, we have 3,000 years of work, 3,700 years of uh, Jewish traditions, you know, we, we can learn from that. Like, why should we, it's like, imagine, you know, I mean, I guess there are people who say they don't want to use certain uh, certain uh, technological advances or certain um, med- certain types of medicines that, in other words, why not use them? Maybe there are reasons not to, but for the vast majority of time to use technology or to use uh all kinds of scientific advances that we have it, it, it very often is foolish uh, and, and, and we're just it, you know it's it's a it's a mistake so number one was to realize we have we do have we do have an aversion to it number two to recognize that in many 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 cases what we need to be doing is to learn from other people so as other Weinberg has said in the past often the way to Allow yourself to do something is to think, and I actually tried it this week on someone. I had a friend who was dating, and he's getting very frustrated with his dating life. And you know, so I, I try to just be empathetic, and listen, be a nice supportive friend. But at a certain point, you know, uh, certainly my type is to be a little more open. And at a certain point, I'm not doing him a service if I never give I never give him any feedback. So I said to him, How long are you dating seriously for marriage for? He's like, I've been trying to date now, probably five years, trying to, you know, certainly in Orthodox circles, it's pretty intense, uh, especially if you keep going at it. And I said, You know, you have a younger brother. Let's say your younger brother would say, tell you, you know, say his name was Moshe. Moshe, you know, I would like to start dating for marriage. And um, do you have any advice for me? So I told my friend, I said, you know what, you know, I know it's very frustrating, all your experience that you're going through. But, you know, what would be even more frustrating is maybe, you know, I'm sure you're trying to be smart about it, but you know have you learned anything from your from your five years of dating? You know, so think about the advice you would give your younger brother and then see if that advice will be applicable to yourself. And Brother Weinberg suggests the same thing when it comes to this idea. Think about your friends, your family, your acquaintance. Think of a, of a younger friend that you have. Maybe a friend 5, to 10 years, 20 years younger than yourself. And and say, you know what, do I have any advice for that person? Not in a judgmental way, but you know, things that just kind of... Or even better, if you don't want to think about other people. Think about yourself. Think about if I would be able to give my, my myself advice from 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 15 years ago... What advice would I would I would I give myself? Would I would I listen to the advice that I have now? Would you realize how the fact that you probably wouldn't listen and how foolish it would be that you wouldn't listen? So, that's the uh, you know the famous. I'm not I'm not very good with getting. I'm very good with re, with remembering the the lines. I don't the exact words. So I'm sure someone here probably knows it from Mark Twain. It was a, he says uh, i went to college and my father was was a fool and i came back 4 years later and i was amazed how much how wise he could become over the course of 4 years right so you know we have to to somehow get into our head and and, and work around our our uh, idiosyncrasies that 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 we got to be able to learn from other people it's, it's something that that we got to be able to do um, okay, so now let's just say somehow we've worked through it and we're convinced we got to learn from others. We're not going to be able to figure this out on our own, even with a smartphone. We're just not going to be able to figure it out on our own. Well, where do you go learning from? Well, I just said it. You could say, Well, and many people do say today, well, I'll, I don't need to take certain classes. I need, I need to know certain information. I'll just go on YouTube. I'll go on Google, I'll hire a service. Well, you have to be, there are some things that is true for, you, or something it's not true for. You. Let's say you get past that, and hopefully you do in most scenarios, that you're probably gonna have to do some serious learning from actual people. People, or maybe le- read books that, like, you know, you know, uh, authentic, um, well uh, documented research. Well, who do you learn from? Well, what are you trying to learn? If you want to fly a plane, you're not going to go to a rabbi, right? If you want to fly a plane, you're not going to go to a doctor. You're going to go to a pilot. Well, we're right now we're in the wisdom endeavor. Well, if you want to look for wisdom, where are you going to find it? Well, the uh, the, the Torah is full of wisdom. And there's lots of people full with wisdom on different topics. And certainly if a person is looking for wisdom of the spirit, wisdom of life, uh, Judaism and the Torah is replete with that. And we're replete with people and books um, with endle- endless sources of wisdom. And sometimes we may uh, go to the worst place to get it. So will say, you know, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to travel the world and find out wisdom that way. You know, you probably will learn a lot from the world. But who has time for that? There's so much that we can learn if we just go straight to the sources. You know, if a person let's you know, unfortunately I went, I had a, because I've been around a little bit. I had a friend whose marriage was on the rocks. And uh, some advice he had gotten was, you know, a long-term solution kind of thing. And it was a good idea. It really, you know, is certainly, you know, you know, slow and steady, methodical makes. But when your marriage is on the rocks, you know, it's time for the A bomb. You got, you, you, can't just say, you know, you know, uh, I got a twelve step program, and twelve step program takes about ten years. Well, there's a consequence. If you want the marriage to be over, then, then that's what you do. So that's the first thing we got to do. We got to figure out what wisdom we're looking for, and are we going to the a legitimate source for that? Someone's looking to know how to keep Shabbos. So you can't go to to a book or to a source that doesn't know how to keep Shabbos. This doesn't work. Same way you wouldn't go to a brain surgeon for someone who's a cardiologist. So, but it's tricky sometimes. How How do you discern who is a person of legitimate wisdom? What kind of books are legitimate wisdom? What? What ones that I personally connect to? Because there are many different ways. There's not one way. You know, there's many rabbis, there's many different ways. Many books within Judaism, many books throughout the world. There's lots of wisdom throughout the world. It says in Ethics of the Fathers. Anyone who, uh, we believe there is wisdom in the world. There's not Torah, but there is wisdom. So one thing you, that, that is helpful is that whenever you actually do feel like you've learned something, somewhere or from someone pay attention and go back there right sometimes you're know, like I you know we'll, we'll be on a trip in israel and a lot of times on these trips in israel we'll have lots of different like smorgasbord speakers so will meet us at a at a tourist site and talk to us for 10 minutes you know and afterwards sometimes time the students will you know will be rehashing the trip they'll say oh i love that speech from that person i love to follow up with that person and Part of what I try to do is if I find people connect to certain people, I try to connect them. So for ourselves, we we, we can we, we can remember that. We have to become a student of wisdom. I get, now I'm, I'm far from an expert at this, but at a certain point, uh, when I started, I was really getting into studying Jewish law. I was trying to figure out, how am I going like, to, like, how do people become prolific at remembering and knowing Jewish law? And, and a lot of it um, what I saw from people who are very successful is is, is 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 treasuring it, like paying attention. Like you could have two people heard a class, or two people spent time with a great rabbi, and one person paid attention. And says, "Oh, this is where I got that wisdom. Where is it from?" I mean, you, you can. I know. Uh, you know. If if you don't know where it's from, but you can't research it more. You can't go to it again. And it's interesting, by the way, if you go through many, many wisdoms, many, many wisdoms have their uh, inspiration origins in Jewish books, in other religions, certainly in other religions, but even in psychology, there's so much that when you root it back, it goes back to some ancient Jewish idea. So if we're going to be in the wisdom looking business, now we're trying to learn from people. We've already put on the table, we recognize we got to learn from people. And we got then we, then we talked about recognizing going to the right source for it. So we're, we're willing to do that. That's a huge thing. So here I am. I'm willing, willing to learn from people. I'm even willing to understand that I have to go to the right sources. Well, let's say I'm not ready. I actually had this. I've had opportunities. And I, I think when I was younger, I probably wasted even more. But I try to get better at it you see a world-renowned expert in something. You're stuck on a plane next to a world-renowned expert in, in any topic. Imagine. Think for yourself something you always wanted to know more about, and now you're you're on a plane, you're in a car ride, you're whatever it is, and what do you do now? You can squander the opportunity if you're not ready. I used to, when I was uh, had my one year in uh, near Israel, rabbinical college so i mean god it was ordained i only have nine months there and i, I yeah, my life is forever enriched from that one year but one thing that i um i i, I was very happy i picked up was that there, there, there's a big rabbi there who now i've become very close to and very hard to get his time and i really wanted to get close to him i was 22 years old and i i was really i didn't have any embarrassments. And I used to, um, like, ask him bullet fire lots of questions, and he said, you know, you know, you really, if you really want to, you know, we should, you know, we should, you should, we should make an appointment. We should set up a time where you can really ask your, you know, really get the information. So I used to book these hours of his time, and I would prepare for a long time for that one hour, because I could go in on that one hour and just. Uh, or I could be in that one hour and, and really milk him for all the information that I needed. And I had, I had, I used to write like pages of, of prep to, um, to learn from this great rabbi. So one suggestion that that Weinberg used to give people is that for yourself, make a list of 10 to 15 questions or areas of things that if you had an expert at your disposal, or if you came across the right book, you came across the right opportunity, you would you would you would be able you be able to shop for your answers. But if you don't have your questions, you won't be able to shop for your answers. And if, but in fact, it's interesting because like we said there's 48 ways to wisdom. Well, if a person looking for wisdom, each one of these ways is about 2% of the way to wisdom. So this is this is 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 a, is a is a pretty good start. Just to give you some examples, you know, uh, a lot of people struggle with peace. You know, once in a while you come across a very wise person and you really feel like they could give you a lot of life advice about how to keep peace. You know, is there an afterlife? What does God want from us? What's the meaning of existence? What are my responsibilities, vis myself, my family, and the community what makes a marriage successful? How do I maximize my time? I mean, there's no right, there's endless questions, but have your questions. Uh, so when you meet someone and you have the time, you can say, Huh, let me ask you something. Next point. Um, some people say, Well, you know, if I, ha- if I had a great teacher, then I'll be able to become wise. And you may have already met that teacher and not realized it so we got to be paying attention when you're with someone you want to have this like wisdom alert that you may have already met your teacher because you chances are I'll tell you an interesting thing a lot of times the world-renowned people you're never gonna get their attention a lot of times the Hashem sends us the people who we need there we, we've met them already they're in our lives and maybe we're not we're not learning from them, and they may not be may not have the trappings of the world. We're not an expert as the person that you need to learn from. Now, there's a concept in Jewish law, and this is we'll, we'll kind of deviate a little bit to Jewish law. Is and I don't think this concept is anywhere in the world except for in Jewish law, as far as I know. There's a law that you can't rabbi shop. Rabbi shop means uh, I'm not sure if something's kosher you go to one rabbi, he tells you one answer, like, yeah, I don't like the answer, I'll go ask someone else ask someone else, ask someone else it's very, it's not within it's not the way Jewish law works you not supposed to rabbi shop and the reason why is not because the rabbis are in control and the rabbis, uh, you know you, have, you you have to just follow everything blindly the, the, the rationale and the thinking behind it is that you know, there could be times maybe you'll be smarter to go to someone else. But the problem is if, if in general your M.O. Is, 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 is to wisdom shop, then you're most likely, because we're human, you're going to gravitate to the answer that's more comfortable instead of the answer that's the truth. So if you basically say in general, look, this is the person I go do for my advice. They understand me. I connect to them. You know, sometimes they're the way they, they... they But obviously, it's someone that you really respect them and they are legitimate. And But it doesn't mean that you're blind. You can talk to them. And it doesn't mean that anyone you go to is going to be an expert at anything. But don't be scared to discuss it with them. And they'll say, you know what? I don't know much about this. And you say, you know what? Well, do you know anyone who is? Right? But And, and, and this concept really separates someone who's going to it really um, it impedes growth if a person is a constant hot potato about who they go to for their wisdom. It doesn't mean you can only have a connection to one person. I personally have a connection to a very significant connection to, I would say, five or s- probably seven very big rabbis. And I for different things, I it's not that I'm shopping. It's just for different topics. These people are the people that makes more sense. I'm pretty consistent who I talk to about what. And, you know, uh, it's just a practical way of, of, of really getting the most of your, on, of your wisdom search. And you don't have to be scared of disagreeing. A lot of times people don't want to go to, it could not have to be a rabbi. You go to someone older, you go to a friend, you don't want to a- access someone else's wisdom because you don't want to have to listen to them. Well, the point of I, I tell you, for me, I don't have that many people coming to me, but the people who, I, you know, people do ask me Jewish law questions or Jewish idea questions, and and someone may may say they may, you know, Rabbi, I disagree with you, and you know the point there is that if you have a relationship with an, a rabbi or a, a rabbinson, a friend, a teacher, whoever it might it might be, a family member it's not that you have to listen to them per se. It's that you can't dismiss them. You have to have that conversation. And you can say, I know I've had this. I've had this on my rabbis. I'll say, first my, my rabbi will tell me something. And then I'll say, you know what? I, I don't really see it that way. And the point is, is that either they'll straighten me out or I'll straighten them out. And we'll work it through together. As, but, if you ha- but if you're but if you into, into smorgasbord board. Wisdom searching, then you don't have that ability. It's very difficult to. Uh, to it's really true with friends. You know, if you're a good friend with someone, then you'll you you can't dismiss them. You don't have to listen to them, but at least you'll be able to work something through. And that is, it takes discipline and it's not easy. But uh, the more people in your life that you can have that you're consistent with, they know you, you know them, and um, you're willing to hear things from them that may make you uncomfortable. And then you can decide if you listen or not. Obviously, sometimes there are things that you don't know anything about. It's wise to just listen if someone knows knows, uh, knows more than you. In fact, you know, it talks about in Jewish law that, you know, that the importance of having someone who you learn from, it doesn't even have to be someone who knows more than you. you could, in fact, Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon, the wisest person to ever live, he had a teacher. His name was Shimi ben And given the fact that King Solomon was the greatest, per- most wise person to ever live, he was obviously more wise than his teacher. But in the Midrashit it says that as long as his teacher was alive, he did not do any sins. Because he knew he would have to have this dialogue because it was someone who he felt "quote unquote" um, intellectually honest to that the, the, the person would either would either, either call him on it, or he would feel like he wanted to discuss it with him. And since the since since the person wasn't biased, uh, they're 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 objective. And once his rabbi died, Shalom did three sins. And it wasn't because he was a bad person; it's because we we're all subjective. And when you have someone else, I can't tell you how many thousands of times. I've had um, friends or mentors of mine that have saved me uh, from making pretty dumb mistakes or getting me out of uh, situations um, like that. So we don't have to wait there, and you know, you know. Obviously, you want to find the mentor, the teacher, the confidant, but we shouldn't wait till then. Meantime, take who we have, take who we have in our life, and the main point is really, as long as the person's not evil and dumb. Uh, that they're subjective and and they have a good head on on their shoulders. And even if they have a lot less... I myself, you know, I could tell you once in a while I'll get a a tough question in Jewish law, and there's certain people that I know I know more Jewish law than they do, but because I'm in it, I want to make sure I'm thinking straight. So what I'll actually do is I'll call my friend or even a different rabbi and I'll say, look, here's the situation, this is how I'm thinking, this is how I'm trying to apply the law... Do I sound like I'm making sense? And sometimes the person could be significantly less knowledgeable than me, but because they're not me and they're not in it, they can reflect on, on, on um, all that. So to, to the, the last point is always really so much to talk about here. So we fo- we, I think tonight we mainly focused on the idea of being willing to learn from other people, but the name of tonight's way is called Shimush Taminikacham, which means to serve wise people. So we said the, the, the major component to that is to learn from them. But there is something to focus on for, for a, a minute or two on the on the literal understanding to actually serve someone who's wise. Why would I serve someone who's wise? If I serve someone, I, I assist someone. That makes me closer to them. It makes me to be more alert and more eager to hear that person's advice. When you give, so, when you when you treat someone with deference, you treat someone with respect. It plays on you, and and it helps you do what you want to do. Help, you want to be able. You want to be asking advice. You want to be listening. Wis- for wisdom. remember, listening for wisdom doesn't mean I'm brainwashed. Listening for wisdom means now I can think I can I have accessed your wisdom and I can now incorporate that into my decision making process, which is often what a, a, a good advisor will do. Most good advisors will not decide for you. They will help put out help you put things on the table. So when you have respect for someone, when you treat someone who has wisdom the way you would treat, you know, think about someone in the world who you would give a tremendous amount of respect to, and then you give that respect to someone who is wise, um, you'll you'll appreciate the person you're getting advice from. That's why you stand up for someone, you you hold the door for them, you talk to them in a respectful way, um, you try to help them out. All these things, they'll help you want to grow. And I know as in a... In, uh, in in uh, rabbinical schools, there's a tremendous emphasis on on the, the on trying to help out the the uh, the rabbis and to how to serve them and, and to be extra deferential, and, and and it's no question that you see clearly the people who do that they tend to get a lot more 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 wisdom and, and and one of the reasons that is is because if there's someone who you want to learn from he she or a group of, of people a lot of times the biggest thing that you can learn from them is just to observe them live observe them live you know you want to know how to have a happy marriage hang out with people who have had a long a long successful marriage people who are kind you want to learn how to be kind hang around kind kind uh People, you want to learn how to be studious, hang around studious people. You hang around people. That's why in Judaism, there's such a focus on respecting people who have wisdom and respecting people who are older. Because a person's older, they had so much more life experience than you. And of course, we don't want to listen to them, but they do have a lot to offer us. Um. So just a quick uh, wrap up here. So why do we have to be open to learning from other people? Because if we're realistic, we realize if we want to accomplish anything in life, it's really going to be, a, at best, a very big waste of time. At worst, probably not even get the wisdom if we try to just do it on our own. Trust me, there's plenty to still do on your own, even if you learn from other people. And the other reason we need, need other people in our lives is because even if we somehow could figure it out, but we're so subjective and we need that objectivity the biggest disease in the world if you speak to psychologists i believe is ignorance people who commit suicide it's usually because of some awareness that they're ignorant of so many problems that we have think about people who get sick a lot of times they're sick because they're ignorant right Spirits, uh sickness of the soul sickness of the emotions sickness of the body we we need wisdom. We need to access it from other people. So, why is honoring uh, and serving someone a way to wisdom? Because that's how you're going to get it. You're going to get it from from other people. You get it from mentors, someone who can guide you to be more rational, to be consistent. Um, and uh, I, I I just in my short uh, career, I've seen this so much. I'll have someone who. You know, let's say we'll be asking me lots of questions and then I see them start smorgasbording. And then before you know it, they're out of the, they're out of the wisdom. Uh, I, remember t- I told a student, I said, look, you don't have to ask me your questions. I don't, you know, I, I enjoy talking with you, but just find someone and generally be consistent. Yes, you can get second opinion, third opinions, you know, but, but a lot of times you have to know the reason you're doing that is not because you're on a truth mission. It's because you're on a comfort mission. So you want to, uh, you want to have, so, so just some uh, two take-homes would, would would be just, if you're looking, you know, many of us don't have someone who, you know, so take, a, take some questions that you really want answers to, you need answers to, and ask four or five potential friends or mentors or family members and see how they answer, you know, and if someone answers your questions in a way that, that, that feels very good. And that, then, then they go back again, ask them something else. And that's how, you know, good, uh, mentorship start, you know, and, and they just, and they, and they flourish. I can't tell you how much my life is, is, uh, enhanced by this. And you know, I, 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 uh, every day, every day I, 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 and I, but it didn't, it didn't come, you know, no one just dropped it on my head. It's you know it's it's happened over the past 18 years, and I'm sure I could do better. But um, you know, just today I had I, I emailed three questions to a rabbi in Israel who's a world-renowned expert. Who uh, he you know we he's he's come to respond to my emails, um, and uh, like we said before, make a list of 10 to 15 general questions that if you have the time and opportunity, you could access. He was a great rabbi, just passed away. His name was Rabbi David Feinstein. I was at a wedding once, right next to him, at the chuppah. And the chuppah was running late. And I'm like, I'm actually sitting there watching people coming over and small talking with him. And I'm like, why are we small talking with maybe the biggest rabbi in the world? Let's like juice him, right? You know? So, uh, um, not that you can't learn from small talking with, with, with such a wise person. So let's let's um, serve wisdom. What does it mean to serve a wise person? A, it means literally to, to take care of them. B, it means to respect them. And C, most importantly, learn from other people. Recognize that we need to learn from, from other people. A, because we need the information. B, because we are prejudiced and subjective and all those things. Have a great week and thanks for coming on.